Describe the procedures for designing and administering crummy provisions in an islet. The court in Crummy held that a present interest gift is made when the beneficiary has even the temporary right to withdraw gifts made to the trust. The case has come to stand for the principle that the annual exclusion is available if a power to demand the addition to trust corpus is given to the beneficiaries. Crummy power holders virtually never exercise their powers however, especially with islets. With islets, the actual exercise of a crummy power will jeopardize the life insurance policy held by the islet since the premium dollars contributed to the trust would be withdrawn. Consequently, the beneficiaries systematically lapse, that is, fail to exercise their crummy powers. The IRS's opinion is that only direct vested income and or principal beneficiaries are eligible to receive annual exclusion gifts to an islet. In several technical advice memorandums, the IRS indicated that contingent or remote remainder beneficiaries aren't eligible to receive current annual addition gifts to an islet and that these beneficiaries were given withdrawal rights only to multiply the grantor's number of annual exclusions. The IRS reasons that a contingent beneficiary's failure to withdraw is evidence of a prearranged understanding between the grantor and the beneficiaries that the crummy powers uh, wouldn't be exercised. In several notable cases, however, taxpayers prevailed against the IRS in establishing that all crummy beneficiaries receive present interest gifts. To keep the crummy withdrawal power from being illusory, each beneficiary should receive notice every time an addition that creates a crummy power is made to the islet. A minor beneficiary doesn't have to receive actual written notice as long as state law would permit a guardian to be appointed to exercise the minor's power. There are some tax consequences to the crummy beneficiaries that have to be considered. Beneficiaries who receive a crummy withdrawal right have a current, temporary, general power of appointment over the property having the withdrawal right. A general power of appointment is tantamount to absolute ownership of the property. If a beneficiary dies before the withdrawal time lapses, Code Section 2041 provides that amounts allowed under the withdrawal right have to be included in the beneficiary's gross estate. For gift tax, Code Section 2514 provides that the beneficiary is transferring the property of the withdrawal right whether or not he or she exercises the crummy power. If the beneficiary exercises the power, he or she transfers the property to himself or herself. If the beneficiary lets the power elapse, a gift is transferred to the trust because the beneficiary is giving up the right to get the property for himself or herself. There is a safe harbor rule, however. 
the lapse of a crony power that's limited to the lesser of one, each beneficiary's proportionate share of the annual addition to the trust, or two, $5,000 or 5% of the trust corpus, whichever is greater at the time of the demand, will not create a taxable gift by the beneficiary who allows the power to lapse. Therefore, an insured spouse shouldn't be given a crummy power greater than the so-called five and five power. Otherwise, the spouse will become a grantor of the portion of the trust and thereby have a retained life interest in the trust because he or she will become an in income beneficiary after the insured spouse's death. Section 2036 provides that a gift in trust followed by a retained life estate causes inclusion in the grantor's gross estate. This means the grantor's gift tax exclusion has to be coordinated with the gift tax problems of the beneficiaries who might lapse a crummy power that's more than the five and five limitation. One solution would be to limit the annual exclusion gifts to the five and five limitation. Of course, this results in the grantor forgoing the annual exclusion shelter each year in some cases. There are, though, three other possible solutions. First, the beneficiary might be granted a permanent crummy power each year. Since the right would never lapse, this solves the gift tax problem for the beneficiary. The downside here is that the beneficiary would be subject to estate taxes on the entire amount of the cumulative rights if the beneficiary dies before the trust terminates. The second potential solution would be to give the beneficiary a limited power of appointment for the amount of annual gifts in excess of the five and five limitation so that the beneficiary wouldn't be making a taxable transfer each year due to the beneficiary's control of amounts over the five and five limits. Finally, another solution is a hanging power for the annual rights to withdraw in excess of the five and five limitation. The hanging power limits the amount subject to lapse to the five and five limitation and the beneficiary would retain a cumulative general power over the excess. Additionally, trust language would permit the cumulative excesses to be lapsed in any year that a lapse wouldn't exceed the five and five limit. Keep in mind, there are also income tax consequences to the beneficiaries related to the crummy power. Another consideration is that the annual exclusion for generation skipping gifts is more restrictive than the annual exclusion for gift tax. This is because the GSTT annual exclusion is available only for direct skips and direct skip trusts.